Well, good evening, folks. Welcome to MGTOW Easy Street. Another podcast for today. Let's just discuss what it is that goes on with YouTube and these feminazis and the uh, basically the people on the left, the leftists, the liberals. They're kind of all the same. So, with this being said, let's just get right into it. First off, before we get into it, I hope you people are all having a wonderful day. No stress, no bullshit, and I hope that MGTOW is making your life wonderful again. MGTOW will make your life great again. How about that? Anyway. You know, it hasn't just come to my attention because, uh, you know, when you live a certain thing, it doesn't come to your attention. You realize it's happening. Okay, now, the issue with, you know, my channel being uh, basically screwed with. Now, granted, it's two weeks from the time that they give me my second strike, which I've already gotten. Uh, before I can go and do any more live feeds or um, do uh, or upload any videos and after that I mean then I can come back and start doing regular stuff that I normally did but I'm going to wait three months I might throw some things in there a little bit here a little bit there nothing major nothing big and I won't do any live streams for at least three months because after 90 days those strikes completely disappear to see after two weeks your channel comes back to where it's supposed to be where you you know it's just like normal except you still got two strikes but if within that 90 days you uh, get another strike they will delete your channel and all the videos and access to it now granted after 90 days after they've deleted your channel 90 days you can restart all over again and that means that also means that you have to regain all the subscribers that you had before they deleted your channel so um, I'm going to watch my P's and Q's very carefully for the next 90 days so that those two community strikes will disappear completely. According to their own guidelines. This is, the, this is their own rules. But you know how Google or, uh, Facebook or YouTube is. They could change that at any point in time. Okay? So, with that being said, you know, there's a certain thing that these people uh, that that happens. Now, this is this is just this is just a fact. This is exactly what happens uh, when people like myself um, are are telling the truth about what someone is doing or what someone's nature is or what um, their agenda is. It causes people who are uh, on the opposite side or on the receiving end of, uh, you know, 
everything that you're saying, all the truth and the the exposing of all the bullshit that uh, that happens. It causes those people on that side to go batshit crazy. I mean, literally batshit crazy. I mean, look at this uh, Carly somebody. What the hell is her last name? See, see, she's she's so unimportant to me. I can't even remember what her last name. Was it Cardi Epstein or uh, Allison? Uh, I don't remember. Anyway, I seen her the other day on uh, MGTOW Farmer's uh, live stream. Okay. Now, he didn't delete that woman off or block her or anything um, during his live stream. Granted, he laughed at her several times, the same as I did. Um, but, you know, she was just enjoying herself, coming over there into the manosphere, fucking with men, thinking that it's funny. Now, in my opinion, what this woman is doing is harassing, stalking, bullying, and lying about people who tell the truth. The same as the Democrats, the same as the leftists, the same as the fucking liberals. Just coming in there to fuck with people um, just because she's got nothing better to do with her. Her life is so useless and worthless that she has to come into a uh, an organization, what's well, not an organization, come into the manosphere um, and try to cause hate and discontent. Because why would she want to do this? Oh, because men are actually starting to make themselves happy and they're refraining from any kind of dating or any kind of cohabitation or uh, anything to do with women. And Lord knows, well, we can't have that. That's just, that's just not right. We can't have men being happy, man. That's just, that's just, uh, that's against the rules. But it, it does. I mean, it makes people like her go back shit crazy. Now, the thing I have noticed with YouTube is that, you know, their community guidelines only pertain to people who tell the truth about a, a, another uh, bunch of people. You know, because that bunch of people that you're telling truth about they say some of the craziest shit on YouTube, like all men should be dead. We should round them all up and kill them all. Um, men are toxic. I mean, all this freaking hate speech that these people out there uh, that are on the left, the, the left, the feminazis, the uh, social justice warriors, and nothing happens to them. Okay, the community guidelines only pertains to people like you and me. It does not pertain to anyone else. If you have a conservative view or you have conservative speech on your uh, channel, uh, your, your live streams, your podcast, your whatever, um, on your tweets, uh, which I, I do have a Twitter account, but I just don't remember how to get into it. I haven't tweeted in so damn long. It's not even funny. But anyway... It just it doesn't it doesn't apply to them. It it only applies to you. 
Uh, and they consider hate speech anything that is truthful and honest. That is hateful. To call somebody out for um, you know their actions or their words or their speech, that is considered hate. But only if it's you and not them. Because they do this shit all the time. Day in, day out, every day they got shit. They got shit up on YouTube that I mean is outrageous. I mean, they got they got videos on on YouTube now. They're showing uh, people who are uh, uh, they show women's pussies and their assholes on YouTube while the woman is over there getting her asshole bleached. Um, but you know, there's there's no you know they don't go in there and uh, do anything to that video. They don't even make it adult content uh, or. Um, what they do with my one video? They did one of my videos and said that it was uh, in a age restricting. They didn't. They don't even put age restrictions on on women that are you know having their fucking anuses bleached. Now why why is that? Oh, because they say that um, it is okay for these uh, minority groups such as minority oppressed groups that they call themselves um, that it is okay for them to uh, do whatever they want because they've been oppressed or because they're in a minority group of people well that's the problem that I have with a lot of this uh, minority uh, bullshit and laws that the government has created to uh, supposedly protect minorities all they've done is turn it around so that only the majority can be attacked only the majority can be spat on only the majority can be can be uh, uh, beat up only the majority can be oppressed but not the minority only the majority only the majority doesn't really have a voice Now, what this means is that, say, you're in a classroom, say you're going to college, and you're in a classroom with 80 to 150 other students, okay? Two students come in there that don't like the fact that some of you people in there are wearing white tennis shoes, or the majority of you people in this classroom are wearing white tennis shoes. So because these two people are only minority, it's a minority group of people. Only because they are minorities. We're going to go ahead and change the law or the rules uh, to oppress the majority in favor of the minority. Now, how is that, how is that equal and fair? Okay, it's, it's always been a majority rule, not a minority rule. You know, I mean, because the way they're doing it right now is that the people with the least amount of votes are the ones that win. Um, the people that uh, <clears throat> with the least amount of points win. Um, I mean, come on, really? I mean, that's like having drag races and and, and, and saying um, anybody that takes more than 15 seconds to get across the quarter mile or the half mile, uh, that's the winner. What the fuck is that? I mean, shit, I'll just stay there at the damn staging line. I ain't even gonna go. 
I'll wait till tomorrow and then I'll cross that line. That's what they're that's what they're doing, people. That's exactly what they're doing. That's what this minority bullshit is. That's what this uh, gender equality crap is all about. It's about oppressing the majority in favor of the minority. So, that is uh, basically what it is in a nutshell. It is you are wrong if you are part of a, ma a majority group or a majority of voters. You're wrong. Your vo vote, your voice, none of it matters. That's why they want to do away with the Electoral College. And we say, oh, well, if we don't do away with the Electoral College, uh, then Democrats will never win. But the first time that, uh, you know, somebody else gets the majority uh, vote, or the popular vote, as they call it, um, then, then they'll want to change it back. Uh, we've got to stop allowing these people to push us around. We have to stop. It is by far the most dangerous way for these people to... Um, to try and oppress American citizens. Now, I know some of you guys do not like political stuff, but I'm going to do it anyway. Now, on this uh, impeachment thing of Donald Trump, okay, the majority of people voted in the, in the Electoral College, this duly created Electoral College. They have decided that the majority of Americans, which, you know, the majority of Americans live in flyover America, rural America, states that are not California, New York, uh, and all these other big states that would be the ones making uh, the decision. You know, it's, it's like taking uh, 365 million people in this country. Let's put it to you this way. 365 million people in this country. They want 10 million people to tell every other... So basically, 355 million people would have to live under the rule of 10 million people. They would have to eat, shit, sleep, drink, exactly do whatever the hell us 10 million people say. Because, you know, you guys in rural America who have built this country are too fucking stupid to have an opinion. I mean, look at what the um, the Congress is doing right now. Okay, they're trying to push this impeachment thing. They know that they're not going to impeach the president because he's done nothing wrong. Everything that he has pointed out or everything that they are lying about or are lying about Trump on is shit that they've done, shit that they continue to do. Okay, Trump is up there trying to expose all these people. That's what he's up there doing. Okay, but there's too many ignorant people out there that, that listen to uh, the the, the uh, drive-by media. The, the, basically, they're a bunch of damn liars. I mean, they are lying out of their fucking... They're making shit up so that they can upset the people. 
in the country. Into because you know what they're trying to do is say you know they're trying to get you to uh, say well we are fucking done with Trump and uh, we ain't gonna support him anymore because if they if, if he loses support by his constituents or the people in the country um, then they have a better chance of impeaching him because they know they can't impeach him on anything that he's done because he hasn't done anything wrong okay now as people who have been uh, targeted by the the government or the law per se the the, the law in particular um, for shit that you didn't do just because of your race or your gender um, that those people that have had that have gone through that are the ones who would understand this the most they are going after Trump because he is not one of them. He is not one of the elitists. He is not up there for himself. I mean, who in the hell in their damn right mind would be a successful billionaire making billions of dollars every year with all these different companies and corporations want to become president and give all that up? But you people that have had to go through this shit where people in the law, law enforcement, and trust me, I know that them bastards lie. That is just a given. They fucking lie out of their fucking teeth, and they do it constantly. Now, you guys have been through that shit. You've had to deal with people lying about you just so they can throw your ass in jail and make themselves feel better. Oh, well, and then what they always say, too, is, well, if you're in jail, um, you know, that's karma. You must have done something wrong somewhere. And this is just what you're getting now. You know, I've heard that shit. Because I was thrown in jail for something I didn't do. And that's exactly what some of them said. Some of them said that. They said, oh, well, it doesn't really matter if he's innocent. Because he must have done something somewhere. Otherwise, this wouldn't be happening to him. No. Look at these idiots over there. Doing the same shit that these cops do to innocent people. That these prosecutors do to innocent people. They do this shit all the time. They do. Nobody calls them on it. Except for, the, except for those four innocent people that are they're thrown in jail for something they didn't do. They're the only ones trying to... Uh, they're the only ones that are speaking out about it. Period. Congress are trying to do right now. They're lying to the American people so that, that, that they could cause Trump to lose some of his support. 
because they know that that's the only way in hell that they will ever be able to achieve impeachment of someone who did nothing wrong. Because if, it, if they have an overwhelming majority of American, the American people or the public that support impeachment, then they can go ahead and proceed with impeachment whether he did anything wrong or not. You know, part of the impeachment clause is that uh, he has to have committed uh, high crimes and misdemeanors, which he has not done. But, if they are able to get uh, a majority of American people to uh, support impeachment, then they can just go ahead and do it. It's the same thing as, as, as going into a jury trial as an innocent man and then, uh, you know, having the jury come back and say that you're guilty when you know you've done nothing wrong. But because the cops lie, because the DA is making shit and fabricating shit up and explaining other shit in your situation that makes it seem like you've done something wrong. They can take something you did that was great, wonderful, honest, and above board and make it seem like you are a criminal for doing it. So, my question then would be, why do we keep voting for people like this? Why do we keep putting people like that into office? There's one thing that you could, that I could tell you honestly, is that these politicians, they tell you what you want to hear um, to appease you. To get your vote, but as soon as they get elected, it's like, oh, I don't remember. I don't remember them telling me that. I don't remember saying that. I don't remember any of that. Oh no, we're not going to do that. We're going to do it this way because this is better. This is what I think. I'm not up here to represent you. I'm up here to represent me. I'm looking out for your best interest, but you don't know what your best interest is. I do. I'm the only one that knows what's best for you. I'm big daddy government now. So what do you want to do? What do you want to put up in there in that office? What do you want to put up? Who, what kind of person or people do you want up there representing you? People that, that have lived your life? People who have uh, come from middle America? People who know what the struggle is when it comes to uh, credit cards, people who know what it's like to have the IRS up your ass for some stupid shit when you've been paying them all your fucking life, but oh no, you didn't pay enough, so we're going to come after you. To have car loans or cars that were repossessed because you lost a job or, you know, you were, you were basically set up to fail when you bought the car. These predatory lenders, you know, you go into a car dealership and you tell them, yeah, I want this, I want a car like this. They're like, oh yeah, we can get you in this, you know, or they put you in something. Well, basically this is what they do a lot of times. And I know a lot of you have already gone through this. You, you must have gone through this. Because you go to a dealership, right? And you tell them that you want this car. This is the car that you'd like to have. 
Okay, so you go through all the bullshit, the rigmarole, and you go test drive it, and you fall in love with the car, and you really got to have it. You've just got to have this car because it is the one you want. Well, then they come back to you after they start running your fucking numbers. And then they tell you, oh, no, we can't put you in that car. That's just too much car for you. That's too much loan for you. That's too much. Well, they don't even say it's too much loan. They just tell you that's too much car for you. So we can get you into something like this, and then you can have yourself a new car. And you're thinking, oh, shit, that's not even the one I want. So now you're not only not going to be happy with your purchase. This is the other thing that they look at. Um, they look at your finances. Okay, they run your they run your uh, they run your credit, right? Okay, and it shows a lot of stuff on your credit. It also shows how much money you make every year. They do not want to know what your net is. They want to know what your gross is. Why would you only want to know what my gross is? Don't you think maybe you should know what my net is? Because my net is what um, should give you a better uh, understanding or idea of what it is that I can afford to pay. Oh, no, we don't, we don't want that. We want the gross. Okay, well, his gross income shows us that he can afford this car. But we're not going to allow you to... Damn, stop. Well, that guy has a bad attitude. So anyway, they, they get all your information, and they're looking at the money that, that you have, or that, that you don't have. They're looking at money that you don't even have. Okay, because the gross is the gross before taxes. And a lot of times that's that's eight to ten to twelve thousand dollars less than what you take home every year. So they look at it and they come back and you know when you were talking to them, um when you you know what it is that you can afford in your monthly payments because you're thinking my monthly payments this is how much I can afford with the money that I have left over now I'm gonna have to have insurance it's gonna be full coverage it's probably gonna be hundred and fifty to two hundred and fifty dollars more a month so what do they do oh yeah this is what we can put you in and your payments are gonna be two hundred dollars more than what you know that you can afford to pay on a car and now you also got the insurance that you still have to pay that's going to be another $200 more. So they set you up to fail from the beginning. They know that you're going to have problems. They know, but it doesn't matter because the dealership gets their money. The dealership gets paid as soon as you sign those papers and drive off with that car. I think 30 within 30 days or 30 or 90 days, they get all that money from that vehicle that sale so now here you are driving down the road in a car that within three months is going to get repossessed because you knew and they knew that you couldn't afford it you were thinking that maybe I can cut this cost and cut that cost and then you realize that there's nothing you can cut because you're already you're already living or uh, living minimally already 
but it doesn't matter to them because what they want is to be able to take your money. Okay, the finance company pays the car lots. You have to pay the finance company. Now, the finance company, you've only had this vehicle for three months and you don't have a shit ton of miles on the car. Okay, so the finance company takes that car from you. They put it into an auction. They sell the car um, at auction instead of trying to wholesale or resale that vehicle so that that money that, that, they, that they get off of that car uh, will pay off your entire note. Now granted, when they take that vehicle to auction, the money that they are going to get from the auction is going to be the value of the car, okay? What the car actually really literally costs. But they sell that money, they've got the money, so they've already, they're already paid, they're, they've already received the money that they needed uh, to pay for the money that they spent when they gave it to the dealership, okay? But now they're going to come after you again and tell you that this is how much we we sold the vehicle for and you still owe $25,000 on that car because we only sold it for this much at auction. Okay, well that's exactly how much money you actually paid the dealership for that vehicle. But does that matter? No, they don't care. Like I said, it was all about transferring money, transferring wealth. They transferred it from you to themselves. And they use your credit and your name to do it. So my suggestion to you folks, if you ever go to a car lot or a dealership or wherever to buy something on, on credit, you tell them what it is that you can afford to pay. And do not go over that amount. Period. If they say, well, you're going to have to pay this much more, well, then say, okay, bye. Sorry, I can't buy from you. Now, the reason I told you this long story was because I needed to express to you why it's important for you to elect people just like you into government office. Whether it's your local and state government or it's the federal government, whether it's Congress, Senate, or the President. You want people that have lived your life that understand what the what the real uh, tragedies are out here that we have to deal with, what the obstacles are that we have to overcome. This is why you need to stop voting for lawyers and politicians. Because see, if you if you elect the right kind of people to Congress and to the Senate, every law that is passed in the House or every law that is produced or introduced to the House is it will be laws that are going to uh, benefit you, the people. But the way they do things now is, I mean, these politicians, they have big, big donors from big corporations, from billionaires, from lobbyists. And they're working for those people. They're not working for you. They will never, politicians and lawyers will never be working for you. 
They will not do anything that is in your best interest. They will only do things that are in their best interest. And that's just a fact, people. Look at what goes on now. Look at all the predatory stuff that corporations are doing to American citizens. And where are your politicians, the ones that are supposed to be up there representing you? Where are they at? Oh, hell, they they worked a week and a half, two weeks, a month at, at the most. Now they're on a three-month vacation somewhere. Two weeks, three weeks, whatever. A paid vacation. These people up there in Congress, they keep passing laws uh, that they say is good for you. If it's so good for you, why does it have to be a law? Just like this Obamacare thing. Oh, well. We're gonna pass this law, and if you don't, if, if you don't comply with this law, you're gonna get fined all kinds of money for not having this and not having that. Well, if it was such a good thing for you, why wouldn't you want to have it? Why would they have to make a law to force you to have it? Because they know it's not something that they would ever want to have. That's why all the laws that Congress passes doesn't pertain to them, and it's supposed to. Those are in the rules, man. Those are laws that the Congress shall not pass any law that does not pertain equally to Congress as it does to the citizens. Look it up. Americans should be fucking outraged at the two, three hundred, four hundred. However many people they got up there in the House and the Senate, you guys should be fucking outraged about these hundreds of people that are forcing millions of people to live the way that they choose, uh, that they want you to live. Now, why wouldn't you be angry about that? Why would you be outraged? Why wouldn't you stand against this shit? I know why, because we're all complacent. We all get lazy and say that, man, we just don't want to really deal with it. We got other shit we have to do. It's just like all these lousy truck drivers out here that, you know, whether they work for a big-ass company or, or someplace else. Nice turn signal driver. What a professional. Why would we do it? Why would we keep allowing these people to screw us over? Because I mean, I'm telling you, that's, that's, uh, we allow this. We allow this crap to happen to us. about it we elect these people to fuck us we give them money we give them power that allows them to fuck us over
problem, people, that we need to address. You need to look into yourself and figure out why the hell do you keep hurting yourself? I mean, this is this is like uh, what I would call like self-mutilation. You're hurting yourselves by keeping and allowing these people to be in charge of every aspect and every avenue of your life. So you need to stop. You guys need to be the ones to stand up and say, hey, you know what? I'm an American citizen. I have lived through this garbage that the, you people that are down here on the bottom with me, I lived this shit with you. I'm not an elitist. I didn't. I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I didn't have a dad over there bribing somebody in some other country to pay my son $600,000 for something I don't even, you know, that, that he doesn't even know anything about. This is our fault. This is all on us. We elected the president that was going to fight for us. And he continues to fight for us. But even though some people are too stupid to see that he's for all of America. He's not for other countries. He's not for other people in other countries. He's for Americans. He's not for black, white, brown, yellow, anything. He's for America and Americans first. And I know so many of you don't see it. But you know, the dumbest thing that we could have done after we elected the President of the United States was elect a liberal fucking house. A house that has basically done exactly what I said would, they would do if they were elected. They would fight the president on everything he is trying to accomplish to make life better for all of us Americans. Why, would, why the hell would we do that? That's my question. Why would we do that to ourselves? You elect a Republican or conservative or constitutional president to the United States, and then you elect a bunch of communists, liberals, and Democrats to the House. If you want the business of the government to work and work properly, you've got to have the same type of people with the same mindset that, that, that is exactly like the president you put in there. I mean, how many of us Americans want term limits on Congress and Senate? I mean, those people up there have been there so fucking long, it's not even funny. They need to disappear. It is time, their time has come and gone. It's time for them to leave. Get the fuck out of white of the Washington. But as though, even though the majority of Americans want term limits on Congress and Senate. They're not going to vote on that. Look at how many times they have voted for their own raises for themselves. They've done it way too damn often. we the people have got to stand up and make the difference you know I would run for president of the United States if 
I can get my constituents, and my constituents are the American people, to help with the campaign. You know, the donations for the campaign. It's not like I need a shit ton of money. I need enough to travel around the country to speak to everybody in this country. Every state, every neighborhood, every facet, every walk of life. You know, it's like every time the government makes a law, they don't regulate the price to, to you know, so that it's really affordable for you so that you can have a decent life and still have money. No, it's just, uh, well, we're going to pass this law and, you know, whatever these people say you got to pay, you got to pay. It's like every state in the union now uh, requires automobile insurance, at least a minimum of liability. Now, if you buy a new car or you have payments on your car, your finance company is going to want you to have full coverage. Okay, so now you got to pay full coverage. And when you're paying 300 and some dollars a damn month on automobile insurance, when you don't have tickets, when you don't have uh, accidents, you know, just because you bought a new car, you're like, oh, you know, it's a gamble for us to insure you. You know what I mean? We're gambling on the fact that you might not ever have an accident. And, uh... You, you're paying these assholes this money every month, every month, every year. And you hope and pray that if, if something happens, that this insurance company is going to pay to get everything fixed. That's why you're paying them. But if something does happen, guess what happens? Your rates go up or your insurance gets canceled. It's ridiculous. These insurance companies basically sit in offices every day, day in and day out, and all they do is handle money. They're not doing anything physically strenuous. They're not rebuilding cars. They're just taking money from you and then giving it to somebody else. Then they try to recommend body shops. If, say if you have a crash and you wrecked your car, they try to recommend you or force you to take your vehicle to a body shop that they deem as in you know, in their best interest, not in your best interest, not in the best interest of uh, fixing this car correctly or properly, but in the best interest of them so they don't got to pay as much money. I mean, shit, and then you got your insurance, right? And you got a $1,000 deductible on your insurance. So if something happens, you got to pay a $1,000 deductible to that company that's working on your vehicle. And a lot of times you got to pay that before they'll even start work on the car because the insurance company tells them they have to. Okay, well with the right kind of Congress and the right kind of Senate and the right President, shit like that might end. Why? Because if you elect a President and a Congress and a Senate that has lived just like you, they're going to look out for you and your best interest. That's why I'm saying that if I ever run for president, I'm not taking money from lobbyists, from uh, corporations, from billionaires. I will take only money from the American people. Because see what happens is when these politicians start taking money from these corporations, billionaires, and uh, lobbyists, they've been bought and paid for. That's the thing. They have been bought. 
Yeah, you go up there to Congress, you're making $174,000 a year. Or whatever it is. Now, what kind of people can't live on $174,000 a year when the majority of Americans are living on $35,000 and $45,000 and $55,000 a year? And yet, we could still live happily on the money that we make. But why in the hell could these people who, uh, you know, have already lived a silver spoon life, why in the fuck is it that they got to make that fucking much money to sit up there and make laws that fuck over the American people? Can you answer me that question? And then half of these people that do end up leaving Congress or the Senate, by the time they leave, fuck, they're worth 15, 20 million dollars. How the fuck did you get there? You know, some of them spend 5, 10, 15 years up there. I've seen some that ain't been there very long. They come out, they're millionaires. It's like they went up there to the to, to Washington to fuck you over to, so that they can make life better for themselves. And in my opinion, that's exactly what they've done. They've done nothing but fuck you to make life easy for them. And in my golden book, that's fucking wrong. It's way wrong. It's far out wrong. The garbage that these people do to Americans is, is, is pathetic. I mean, it is, it is uh, outrageous. So, to be honest with you folks, it's you that needs to step up to the plate. You. You need to talk to your people in your neighborhoods. Run for Congress. Run for Senate. Show these idiot elitists that, you know what? We the people know what's best for we the people. Not you millionaires. Not you billionaires. Not you bastards up there thinking about only what only thing you want to do is make make life better for yourself. I mean, look at all the money that these Congress people spend. See, each congressman gets a hundred and seventy something thousand dollars a year, okay, for themselves. But they're also given another three hundred or four hundred or five hundred thousand dollars a year to pay for somebody. Uh, for all these people to come in and, and take care of all the rest of the business. You know what I mean? All the people that, that are doing all the small work, all the writings, all the research, and everything else. I mean, they got a salute. They got a, they got a, they got a shit ton of people in there taking care of everything else. All they're doing is saying, hey, well, this is our idea. No, oh, but they don't even say it's our idea. They, there's my idea. Here's the law or the bill that I want to get passed. And they're not even the ones writing it. Their staff is writing it. So they're wasting money on that because they can't figure it out on their own. So what do they hire? What kind of people do they hire? Oh, people that are, you know, three, four, five, six years into college. and uh, They're leftists. They've been raised thinking that, uh, you know, uh, all Americans suck. 
that, are, that America is uh, the worst country in the world, and they're up there trying to pass laws and create laws to make your life more miserable. Because of all the shit that they pass, they don't make your life better. You tell me where it shows or where it is that they made your life better. You can't. Because they haven't done anything to make your life better. Oh, yeah, sure, okay. They throw you a couple of bones here and there. What good is that? Look at Obama's uh, buyback program when they were... Um, or not, was it a buyback program? Or, okay, yeah. Cash for clunkers or cars for clunkers. Did you guys know what we had to do as mechanics, what we had to do to those cars that were traded in? Seal the motors up with some glass shit that would lock the motor up and you had to run it until the motor quit working. You had to fill that radiator up with the same kind of shit. You basically had to destroy the car where the only thing that was good on it was body parts. That's it. So what did that do? That put more people that were in poverty um, in a bad place. It made people who couldn't afford new vehicles to go out and buy new vehicles. How did it do that? By taking those used cars off the market so that people like you and me couldn't buy the used cars that most of us have to fucking buy anyway because we can't afford new ones. That was Obama's deal. That deal did nothing but screw over the middle class and the poor. Because a lot of these used cars, you know, some of them are so badly used that, you know, shit, they ain't worth 1500 bucks. I mean, you could have got a car, put a couple of hundred bucks down on it and paid this dealership. You know, you might have ended up paying 3500 by the time it was all said and done. But you were able to buy something. You were able to buy transportation. You were able to insure the transportation. But you can't do that. You can't do it now because, I mean, hell, they, 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 they blew the motors up on them so that you couldn't. And those cars had to go to um, the wrecking yard. They could not be sold to the public. I wonder how many of you people knew that. Probably none of you. I knew it because... Uh, I was working at a dealership when they did all that shit. I read the rules, I read the laws, I read to see what the hell it was that they wanted. I didn't, um, personally, I did not put any of that glass shit inside of a motor or in a car to destroy the car. I didn't want to do that, that's just, I couldn't do it. So, let everybody else do it, not me. But how are, how are poor people supposed to get along in this country when they do shit like that? Hmm? You know, poor people have to buy this used up shit because they can't afford um, to pay for something new. So, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It's unfair to the working class and the poor.
granted, I make pretty good money now. And I did go out and buy a new vehicle. And I can barely afford to make the payments and the insurance and everything else. Um, I don't have buyer's remorse because the truck I drive, the pickup that I bought, is the pickup that I've always wanted. Um, I have money to eat on every day. Grant, I don't have a home, but I have a nice truck. I live in a camp trailer once a week, you know, or for one night a week, because I'm out here on the road all the time. So in my opinion, it, it was a better deal for me to buy the new pickup so that I could pull that camp trailer one night a week um, and have that pickup than it is for me to buy a house uh, and pay, you know, twelve, thirteen hundred $1,300 a month on a house that I'm never going to be at. Uh, tell me where the waste of money is on that. Now, with that brand new, brand new pickup, I can drive all the way. I can drive anywhere I want to. You know, it's insured, it's registered, I can go wherever I want to, whenever I want to, and not worry about nothing. I mean, if the truck breaks down, then I mean, I just call a tow truck, and uh, you know, because it's brand new, I don't even have to pay for the tow. But, I'm not paying $1,500 a month on rent. I'm paying, let's see, 25, uh, 25, 100 bucks a month is about what I pay on rent for uh, parking my camp trailer. Well, let's see, uh, that's $130, $136. Because I pay $30 a month at a storage place to park that camp trailer every week. Uh, you know, for when I'm when I'm out here on the road, when I'm not home. So I parked the tra trailer at a at a uh, at a storage place for thirty dollars a month, and then one day a week I pay twenty five bucks. So that's one hundred and thirty six dollars or something that I pay every month to live, to have a place to live. That's a hell of a lot better than paying fifteen, twelve, or fifteen hundred dollars a month on a house that you're only going to be in four days a month. Maybe five if there's five weeks in a month. And I think they're supposed to be in this one of these coming months or something. But there you have it. Why would I want to buy a house? I know the government wants me to because then you're, and the state wants me to because then I'll be paying a lot of taxes. Homeowners taxes, homeowners insurance, land taxes. I mean, shit, you're paying out the ass all the time. Plus utilities. You know, and I mean, see, that $25 a, a, a night at the, at the RV park, that includes utilities. That's water and electricity. That doesn't, that doesn't include, uh, you know, the propane, but shit, I, I maybe spend uh, 50 to $80 every three or four months on propane, and that's just two 30-pound propane tanks. Just two. So, I mean, in my opinion, I'm living a whole lot better minimal lifestyle than most people. Because most people want, you know, I mean, they want all this big shit. I wanted that pickup because, you know, for one, I could tow anything with it now. It's got a Cummins turbo diesel. It's automatic. It's air conditioned. It doesn't have all the fancy, fancy shit in it. But it does have a lot of fancy shit in it. So, it's a good one.
But anyway, I mean, hell, it's a big old four-door, four-wheel drive, long bed. It's the crew cab, so it's got the big four doors. It's a Ram, and it's got the Cumulus Turbo Diesel in it, which I love. And I can pull anything. You know, I have another truck, another pickup, that, uh, that I bought for my daughter. Uh, and that's because, well, you know, for one, she's my child. And so doing nice things for my kids is, is good. I mean, she, this is her first vehicle. Oh, and she takes really good care of it, too. And she just barely turned 18. I bought it for her because she graduated high school. And uh, it's good. But anyway, I bought, I, so I bought that, that truck. So I, I pay every month on that pickup as well. Also got another pickup that is old. It's a '96. It's a Dodge. By the way, all three of my trucks are Dodges. I got the 2018 Dodge Ram. I only got 2,000 miles on it. Like I say, I don't drive it much. I'm driving a Peterbilt. But that truck, the 2018, is a Dodge. The 2013 is a Dodge Ram. It's a four-door, four-wheel drive because down where my daughter lives. Uh, they get a lot of good snow and mud and things like that, so she needed the four-wheel drive. Plus, it's a four-door because she's got two sisters and uh, she got one stepsister and a stepbrother and then her mom and her stepdad. So, I mean, the truck's big enough that she wanted to take somebody somewhere or needed to take somebody somewhere. Um, so, I mean, that's good. The, the uh, other truck I have is a 96 ram 2500 doesn't run and that's why i bought my daughter the other day see i gave her the 96 and i knew the motor when i gave it to her i knew the motor was i mean the motor was okay but it needed to be rebuilt the transmission was junk and that was the biggest problem that the truck had and i'm pretty sure that that's the reason why the motor blew up on it but anyway you know i still have that truck and i do intend on one day fixing it rebuilding it um, because I am a mechanic, so I mean I can do a lot of it myself. But right now, I just I've, I've got to keep working. I got to keep paying some bills, get some things paid down, paid off, and then I can have money to save up to fix that '96. Then once I get that '96 fixed, I'm just going to leave it. I'll probably drive it more than I will the, with the dot the Cummins, because um, the uh, you know I'd like to keep the mileage down on that one. But, you know, here's this, look at this, okay? This is how much I drive this Peterbilt all the time. This is a 2019 Peterbilt. Just got it two and a half weeks ago, and I've already got 12,865 miles on it. So, but in my opinion, there was just no damn good reason for me to buy a house. None. So buying the nice vehicle was, you know, yeah, I pay a lot of money on that new pickup. It's fifty-six thousand dollars, but it'll be paid off in seven years. Yeah, seven years is a long time. But I also have health insurance, so or not health insurance, uh, 
life insurance. So if I die or something before any of those vehicles are paid off, uh, part of my life insurance uh, will go to paying those bills off. 